Imagine a world without waste. Imagine if you can make products and packaging right every time. It's possible with the help of SpecRite, the first cloud-based platform for specification data management. You can track and report on material usage year over year, run LCAs with the click of a button, and comply with new packaging regulations like EPR and the UK plastics tax. Go to specrite.com backslash sustainability to learn more. Hey everybody, this is another um, joint recording between two just absolute powerhouse packaging podcasts. There's so many people across the, across the globe uh, tune in to listen each and every week to the Packaging Unboxed podcast with Belio Matos as the host of the Packaging Unboxed podcast. So he's joining me because this podcast is going to air both on the People Packaging podcast and Packaging Unboxed podcast because we are going to talk about some cool, innovative packaging design that you may or may not yet know about, but you will know so much at the end of it. So Avelio and I are joined by Lauren Hodges. Lauren is the creative director. Are you the creative director or are you a creative director? This is very important, Lauren. It is very important. I am a creative director. Okay. Yeah. You are, uh, you are, you direct things creatively uh, over at Chobani. Uh, you're located, you mentioned in the sixth, you said the sixth borough, Jersey City. Is this correct? <laughs> I live in Jersey City, which is right across the river from New York City. And we oh. joke that it's yeah, the sixth borough. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Value and I are out here on the west, so it's like we don't, we don't know. Yeah, I I grew I grew up in Queens, so ah, you know we got we got that. Are you offended when I say Jersey City? When you when you include when you include yourself in New York? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, first of all, Lauren, we got a we. I've got some question. I've got a question for Value. I feel like this is the third <laughs> place I've heard you've grown up in. Because you know, like, um, yeah, you can interview me separately. Like, Let's I talk about Lauren. <laughs> I grew up here. I grew up here. And now you're like, no, no, I grew up in Queens. And I'm like, I feel like I got a Wikipedia fact check of Elio here. But well, that's another conversation. I'm glad 100%. 100%. You're, uh, Lauren, welcome to the shows, uh, the packaging shows. Thank uh, you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So my first question is, who are you? And what's, just tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to become uh, a creative director over at Chobani? That's a great job and I'm sure a ton of fun. Yeah, is, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is it Chobani or Chobani? How do you say it? Oh, I say Chobani. Chobani. Okay. Yeah. I say right. Cho for short sometimes, but it's just internal. <laughs> oh, if you're in the know, it's the Cho. I like if you're it. in the know, it's the Cho, yeah. yeah. Hey, bars. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm a designer by trade and I, I moved to New York city at 18. I went to Parsons, studied communication design, and I've just kind of been, uh, living and working in New York, uh, for that many years and, uh, just kind of found my way into food and hospitality when I was, uh, the lead graphic designer at Danny Myers union square hospitality group. They started Shake Shack. They have many restaurants. Um, so I really fell in love with the food and bev there. Um, and how brands come to life around food and how that can be really compelling for people um, to want to continue to invest in a brand. Um, made my way through Pentagram, worked at Aesop, um, and now I came over to Chobani to really work in-house and just breathe the brand. And we have many, many platforms, so it really feels, um, you know, fun every day because <laughs> it's food yeah. and it's Chobani. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, is there anything that you 
learned at ASOP that you can apply to Chobani. Those are two so different brands. That's very perceptive. Um, yeah, <laughs> ASOP is a pretty strict brand. There's not many, um, there's not a lot of fun from a packaging perspective, but there are still, you know, guidelines and um, creative decisions to be made within those more strict um, spaces. And there was, you know, there's certainly a lot of rigor that went into the decision making around them, be even though you can't make as many uh, wild and wacky um, decisions in those spaces, you, you do have a lens to uncover beauty in ways that you might not realize in the beginning of a project. So you're, you're really turning over a lot of stones and you're really critically thinking about um, the holistic nature of the brand. And when I went over to Chobani, um, one of my final interviews, the interviewer asked me the same exact question, like, why do you want to be here when you're coming from a brand that, you know, is pretty well established and, and has their foothold yeah. in, a, in an aesthetic? And I, you know, was craving sort of, you know, I wanted to unleash a little bit more creativity. I wanted to have a little bit more fun, bring a little bit more joy to the work. And I think Chobani really represents that in, in a lot of different ways, especially with Chobani Flip. It's really that like family friendly, fun, experiential food. You're actually like turning it over in your hand, which is, um, it's just sweet. So um, wanting to make an impact in that way, I'd say I learned from how to restrict myself and how to really find and uncover the beauty at Aesop. And then at Chobani, still finding and uncovering that beauty at a very high, high level, but having a little bit more freedom to um, play. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. We can, we can add witches and goblins <laughs> to packaging where in Aesop, it's like, no. Yeah. How long have you been at Chobani, Lauren? Uh, I've been there. I'll be there four years on 11-11. Oh, wow. Yeah. I started a job once on 1212. And so I always, I always remember it was, uh, it was like 1212-11. And so I was like, oh, my one year is on 1212-12. I was very excited. You'll never forget it. No, no, never, never, never will. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I, I feel like recently Chobani had a, a bit of a brand refresh or a, was, were you part of that as well? So I wasn't a part of the um, internal rebrand, which was around 2016, 2017. I started in 2019. So I was at the tail end of that process. They had already rolled out a lot of like the critical pieces of the rebrand. But as I was coming in, it was that moment where they were growing the team and they were really saying, hey, we just made this thing. Let's continue to breathe life into this and see where it goes and have a bit of that open-ended possibilities. So it was, it was an exciting time. That's cool. Yeah. Was that the, was that the Collins refresh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leland okay. from Collins came over to Chobani and he was our chief creative officer for many years. And he, re he led that initiative, um, with other internal stakeholders. Um, it was, yeah, it was impactful. It really made, um, it really made for a canvas that allowed for an in-house agency to mm -hmm. breathe new life into a brand in unexpected ways that I don't really, I don't think any other brand is capable of doing at the moment. So I recently posted uh, on LinkedIn a, a, a post like showing two new re, you know, redesigns of packaging for yogurt. And, um, you know, it's like the logo with like a big fruit and some text around it. Mm -hmm. And it was like a comparison of these two brands. And then somebody po pointed out, they're like, yeah, this is exactly the Chobani one from 
you know, over the last couple of years. And then I go back to Chobani, I'm like, oh yeah, this was like the OG <laughs> that changed the entire yogurt like section in having fruit, having a little bit of fun, you know, and not going down the same path. So uh, no, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of, of the shelf now and it's like, it does feel fun. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of leads us to where we're at today. And what are you guys doing today? Uh, I mean, we're doing many, many things. We, we right. make Greek yogurt. I think that's what everyone knows us best for. Um, we disrupted the shelf back in, you know, 2007 when we sold our first cup of Greek yogurt. It, it tasted different. It felt different. Um, it tasted better. It was made with better ingredients and it, it brought Greek yogurt into the American grocery store for the first time in a big way. And ever since that kind of innovative spirit has really permeated everything that we do. And, you know, we have this Greek yogurt foothold. We're still like a giant in that space, but we also explore, you know, variations on Greek yogurt. Chobani flip is, is one of them and one of the more popular and we have zero sugar. We have less sugar. We have, um, complete protein drinks. So there's, you know, we're, we're really kind of spreading ourselves around modern food and exploring different ways that dairy and its byproducts, like, you know, we have, we make oat milk and then we make other byproducts. Do sour cream. We don't do sour cream oh. anymore. We've tried so okay. many things. <laughs> Giovanni's like, again, we try things yeah. and sometimes they work and sometimes, um, they're, you know, it might be the wrong time for that product and there's no hard feelings. It's just like an iterative process. That's, you know, the, the food innovation fuels the creative imagination. So the internal agency, the internal studio responds to the, like that rapid pace of yeah. food innovation. And it allows us to have a lot of fun in, in what we can bring to life and what the story for each of these products can be. It's, you said, you said food innovation fuels creative imagination. Creative, um, I love that. Creative <laughs> imagination. Because as I'm looking at this, um, and and I had to admit before that my my purchase of the Chobani flip that I have here uh, was was sadly the first time that I have actually purchased this. And you know, I have 57 children, and so <laughs> not I, sad. That's great. I feel like I'm <laughs> he's only he's only 21. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel like I'm going to be purchasing this more. I'm excited to dig into it. But, you know, at the very beginning, you talked about like how how you were excited, like how you see brands come to life through food. Mm-hmm. And and I really you that that thread seems to get pulled through across, you know, all of your products. And this would this would be no different. So let's talk a little bit about this, because I see, um, you know, there's a there's a witch and there's a goblin. And I got one here with some, <laughs> some spiders on it with. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, obviously, you know, it's, it's Halloween themed and all this stuff, but, mm-hmm. uh, the thing I thought was cool is I, I, and I hadn't actually noticed this is there's also a scan for a trick and a treat. So there's a whole bunch of places we can go with this particular design. And then I want to, tr- I want to flip. I want to do my first flip. Here. <laughs> you will uh, never be the same. I'm never going to be the same. No. Um, but I don't. We could talk about you know just kind of the the fun and the creative branding around the outer sleeve, or we can talk about the QR code, wherever you want to start, Lauren. All right, let me just jump in here real quickly because this is super exciting. Uh, my wife and I and our kids 
came out with his book, Packaging Peaks in the Sticky Situation. It took us a couple of years to write. We spent a lot of time in illustrating and all that. It's finally out. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at mascotbooks.com. There's a link down in the show notes that you can click. We wrote it because I was trying to describe to my kids you know, what it's like. And there's all these children's books out there about various different industries and about various different jobs. We wanted people in our industry to have a book to be able to relate to their kids with. So go pick it up, please. It would mean so much to support us. Packaging Peaks in the Sticky Situation on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Let's get back into this interview. Sure. Yeah, this was, I mean, this was definitely one of the more rigorous projects that I've been able to be a part of at Chobani and, and one that I'm most proud of, to be completely honest. It, um, it's really reignited, you know, we're, we're in this post-COVID world and it's really reignited the creative spirit in our, in our studio. And I think every person in the studio touched this in one capacity or another. We're a group of like around 40 people. So it's, you know, it's a tremendous effort. Um, but you know, the brief really started from our founder, everything, you know, from our food to our packaging, you know, Hamdi really has an influence on, and he was really inspired last year by this, the, the, the fashion, right? So every season there's a new fashion show, there's a new look, you don't wear the same sweater in spring that you did in the fall, you, you change your, your clothing. And so he was sort of thinking, what if packaging had that same, uh, you know, kind of spirit where you changed a little bit to celebrate something that's going on. And we work backwards from that ask and from that insight around how can we surprise and delight at shelf? How can we change our packaging in a way that might compel a new buyer like yourself, Adam, to pick it up and say, oh, this is cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's sweet. I want to play along. I want to um, I want to interact with this brand. And fortunately, Chobani Flip, you know, it's been out for a couple of years. We have this gorgeous natural packaging with, you know, illustrations of ingredients that um, they're not photographic, like they have a soulfulness to them and they're very playful. They're all falling through space. And if you've ever had a flip before, you you take the sidecar and you actually dump it into the yogurt, you mix it up and you kind of feel like a kid again and you're able to play a little bit. And so it really spans the breadth of the playful adult to, you know, the family with kids and we wanted to capitalize on that idea that families are purchasing it for themselves and they're also purchasing this for the kids. So Halloween kind of felt like that perfect cultural moment that was um, surprising, delightful, creative, spirited, fun. It was everything that Flip is. And we're like, okay, well, how do we brand block the shelf so that it creates this beautiful billboard that just screams Halloween in the Chobani way. Yeah. And we have like seven overwrap SKUs. We have many, many individual SKUs of flip. But when you want to buy those multi-packs, those four, four groups, we have like seven different um, overwraps. So cookies and cream, s'mores, almond cocoa loco. And we thought to ourselves, all right, we want to celebrate Halloween, but we want to do it in a way that doesn't cover up the flavors. We want to make sure everyone knows what these flavors are. Um, and so we kind of had this aha moment where, well, what if we themed every flavor? What if s'mores s'mores all of a sudden was ghost story s'mores and almond coco loco was boneyard almond coco loco and cookies and cream was uh, cookie monsters and cream and so on. I think you have the key lime pie. That's the witch's brew. So it's like thematic and it makes you want to collect them all. There's sort of this designed um 
idea that you might say, oh, I really like ghosts. So, and I really like cookie monsters. So let me get both, yeah. even though I would probably only buy one. So the incentive to drive basket bundling from a sales perspective was integrated into the creative execution of, um, you know, just delightfulness and bringing the color into the background was, you know, really, um, a, a strategic choice because we're always that natural. And once you include that color, all of a sudden you're looking twice and you're wondering, you know, what is that? Um, but the, the style of these characters is not something that happened in a vacuum. We worked closely with an unbelievable illustrator named John McNair, whose style is very spooky. It's very underworldy. Um, he's a gallery level artist. And we felt like he was the perfect uh, collaborator for something like this because of his, um, you know, his interest in that sort of spirit of Halloween. We didn't go to any any one illustrator who could simply draw a skeleton. We were like, who makes their career out of drawing skeletons? <laughs> um, so it was just everything came from there. Um, yeah. And can, the I ask, can I ask a quick question? Because uh, I uh, and Avelio is going to have a bunch of like designer nerd questions. So you, I no, I actually have, I actually have a question that's not a designer nerd question. Really? Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I'm looking at this, and I my brain works differently. It's a it's a total mess up here. Um, <laughs> so tell me, there are two holes here on the bottom of this. Oh yeah. What I I've never I had never seen these on a sleeve before, and I'm just curious what uh are these like to grab it when it goes through the production line or uh ventilation oh so when they're refrigerated on a truck yeah they're um there's a certain uh allotment of space that needs to breathe between the products in transit that keeps their shelf life fresh crazy yeah, otherwise you're getting into condensation and other issues yeah okay. it keeps the packaging super crisp that's cool yeah. But yeah. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned basket bundling. Um, so I, uh, I had a, I, I, a friend of mine ran an agency called Communal Creative over in New York. And one thing that they would talk about was when that consumer went shopping, like they wanted to put together what their basket would look like and see what this new product would look like in that basket, not just on the shelf. Um, which I always thought was kind of interesting. It's like, how does my product look when it's going across the conveyor at the grocery store? And does that feel like me? Mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about basket bundling, like what, like, what is that? Oh, it's when you buy more than one product at a time. It's when you can't decide <laughs> between your strawberry, banana, Greek yogurt drink and your uh, zero sugar cookies and cream. You should just have both. <laughs> I, I honestly was like, well, which one of these do I want to try? I'm like, I love key lime and I love cookies and cream. I'm going to try both of them. I ba I basket bundled. Nice. Um, like, I was like flow and I bundled up and, uh, and checked out. So we love uh, it. Yeah, that's cool. But I never actually thought about that idea of how does it look when it's in it? Cause, cause there are eyes on it not only are there eyes on it at the store shelf, but when it's in the cart, when it's going across the conveyor, when somebody's looking at it, when a kid's looking at it and saying like, Oh, what is that? I want that. And when it's yep. in the, when it's in the shelf at your house and um, there's yeah. all sorts of ways. Places. It's all over. It's 360. So you always have to think, you know, every single angle has to be 
compelling. It has to yeah. speak to the person, your your son, maybe they're walking through the store aisle and if they see it, it's probably going to be interesting to them. And they'd be like, can I have that? <laughs> I love it. So I wanted to, I'm sorry, Avelio, you have a question. No, I was going to ask. Um, so this is a limited edition because it's seasonal. So what's the two questions? One, what's the benefit to a brand to do limited edition? Um, I'll let you answer that one because I have a I have a follow up here I think on, the, on Hamdi. Limited edition packaging is like limited edition food. You can only have it for a short period of time. It's your pumpkin spice latte in September period. And it's something that you only want during that time. You're really driven to uh, do something a little bit differently, lean into the season and just, you know, live your life and live it to the fullest. And I think limited edition packaging, is, it lends itself to that. So like luxury handbags, we'll do uh, collaborations with artists and they'll take a heritage pattern and they'll collaborate with an artist to just put some stuff right over it, you know, and it's all of a sudden interesting again, like you're looking twice, it's that thing you recognize but something's different about it and you want to kind of dig a little deeper and there's something in you that wants you to collect it because you can't get it again. It's kind of yeah. special. So it drives sales. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But uh, is there a point where there's too many limited editions? So do you have one coming up for Christmas? You're right on the money. It, there is a thing as too many limited editions. We have, you know, we have limited batch flavors that are rotational mm. around the year. Um, so there's always specialness across all of our product portfolio or all of our product platforms. But um, in terms of switching the packaging, that is reserved for very special moments. So for one platform to switch itself twice in a year, in my opinion, is stretching it because it needs to live on the shelf long enough to be normal, right? right? So that right. what is switched, it's special. Yeah, well, that's great. And I just wanted to ask, um, you mentioned that last year, Hamdi felt like we wanted to do something special. So Hamdi being the the founder of, of Chobani, he's the guy that changed the face of yogurt forever. Mm -hmm. uh, how how involved is he in, in the design? Very. Yeah. yeah. He, um, you know, he trusts us as the experts in our fields to bring, you know, some interesting ideas that are um, appropriate for the brand that speak to families and Surprising and delighting was the brief, you know, it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with sales at the time. Um, we backed into that. Fortunately, we had a wonderful idea that connected seamlessly with the business. Um, that's also our jobs, but from Hamdi's perspective, it really was about bringing joy to the dairy aisle where usually in this time of year, you have the brand, like the Kit Kats and the Reese's and the center store moments where right. people are activating and having fun for Halloween. But Shivani's just as fun and it's actually healthier. So it's a interesting moment to position ourselves as, you know, um, you know, a family friendly celebratory um, product. So we did that also through the, the AR experience, um, which is a scannable QR code on the left-hand side of the front pack. And then on the right-hand side of the top of pack where you can, scan and um, actually go trick-or-treating and knock on these doors that pop up on your phone and in your space. <laughs> yeah. And right. <laughs> I wanted to see, I haven't actually done this yet. So uh, let's see. Turn your sound on. The music's great. <laughs> okay. Allow. 
Turn your sound on. Got it. Okay. Whoa. Well, that's cool. Okay. So we've got, I, I'm going to try to do this <laughs> that way. It's uh, tough because once you anchor your doors in a position, you kind of have to. Okay. Replacement. <laughs> got it. Three, two, one, go. Lift off. Knock, knock. Door shuffling. Uh, knock on the door that has the treat. Oh, you got it. Perfect. Do I? Yeah. And you have to do it in 60 seconds and you have to click. Oh, I'm playing a game. Yeah. Got the it. doors will shuffle faster and faster. Great. I got it. I got it. Okay. I got one treat. Oh, my sound isn't on. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear the. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! I got... <laughs> this is really cool. That's so much fun. I love it. I it's got another treat. From the pack. All I got a treat. <laughs> okay. That's so, cool. uh, so are, are they different games per pack then? It's a universal game. So no matter okay. what pack you scan, it's the same game. And when you knock on the door, um, you're either going to get a trick or a treat. And if it's a trick, it's going to be one of the characters from one of the seven skews doing something kind of silly, um, jumping out at you or a skeleton falling to the ground. Uh, but when you find the treat, you will get a flip and obviously the the food that comes with it. So if it's like the cookie mashes and then you try to collect as many treats as you can. So it's, it's really fun. That's well, awesome. If you, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, gonna do this cookies and cream thing. So I've actually never done the, I haven't done the flip yet. Oh, here we go. Okay. So I take this part right here, right? Is there a little, and I just flip it in there like that. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Or, or if you're my 10 year old, she just like flips it into her mouth and then <laughs> leaves a mess all over the place. Everyone has different ways. You know, if you want to like <laughs> your spoon and like scoop it in side by side, like everyone has their journey, but you do it the exact same way I do. Okay. And there's a little, there's a little score yep. and on the cup so that it, it helps it, but it doesn't crack. I was waiting for it to like crack, snap, yeah, yeah. snap and tear off. Um, yeah, our engineers are very, uh, very good. Packaging engineers to the rescue. Yeah. Hey, not my but job. The, but I appreciate them. <laughs> no, but the crazy part here is like, there's been other yogurts that have tried to do like keep. I don't know, it's like the McDLT of yogurt, right? It's like keep the hot side hot and the cool side cold. This is like keep the crunchy stuff crunchy. And like I've seen other people do it, and it's like you put it in the lid, and it's like so many steps to do it. Like this is just like one peel, one flip. And it's nice. And it gives you the option, like you said, like, I don't know, like I personally like to dip, you know, get my spoon of yogurt and then kind of just dip it in there. It's like a coating. It's like a Dairy Queen <laughs> sprinkle effect. And then just go, you know. Yeah, but that's so funny. Like, I, I didn't really think people ever had their own journey, but you're right. That's the way that works. I can tell so, you, seven <laughs> of these cups will be gone by the end of the day today. They're very good. In my, in my house, these things yeah. will be eaten up. Quickly. No, you're not you're not gonna let your kids know you got those you're just gonna eat them all by yourself yeah obviously, obviously. <laughs> i'm gonna hide it in my office are you kidding me <laughs> um, there's something for everyone where does where does your team find inspiration for design that's a really good that's a really good question i was just asked that last week at a one club seminar that i spoke at and finding inspiration is you know it's an active pursuit where you know we're all looking in different places, right? Our algorithms on our phones and on our on our browsing websites are all different. And, and that's why uh, we all bring something different to the table. Um, but 
I think there's a point of view that um, a lot of the designers that we hire have, which is just this like respect, deep respect for craft. So painting, illustration, ceramics, there's um, just a, there's a beauty in some of those like elemental art forms that we always try to bring through in the Chobani way. Um, not that we're making ceramics and handing them out, but there's there's an appreciation for some of the like gallery level like painters and and illustrators that you can find on the pages of the New York Times or the New Yorker or um, in um, editorial design is is like a really big point of inspiration at Chobani. We're always storytelling. We're always trying to express ourselves in ways that especially on packaging, like we have a very finite space to work with. And you can really think about those those creative challenges as editorial briefs. You know, we're, we're trying to communicate a piece of information in a really small space quickly and effectively. Um, we got to get the news out and the news is yogurt. So we, <laughs> we work hard and we take a lot of our inspiration from editorial for sure. I'll be curious, by the way, speaking of inspiration, I was just looking at the John McNair, the uh, illustrator you're talking about on his website, you know, and I'm like, I wonder how many people will make that connection and and actually try to like keep the packaging, right? Because it's this, it's this, you know, well-known illustrator and, um, you know, obviously you have to, you have to tear, you know, one of the edges, but I could see people getting super jazzed about just the art on there and saying like, yeah, I have, I have them all. And that would be incredible. I mean, I did it myself. When I went and bought my almond cocoa logo, I kept it. I yeah. was like, I love an archive and we love swag, right? Like this, the, this pack didn't just show up on the shelf. We had, a, we crafted a beautiful campaign with many partners to bring together a Tim Burton inspired stop motion film with a production company called Hornet. Um, we were able to produce swag and we're going to throw a Halloween party at the cafe in Soho on Halloween, giving awesome. out flips to trick-or-treaters and i totally agree like we could have made like limited edition posters where people could you know john would sign it and, and give those away i think um if there's an appreciation for the work i think next year we would certainly build that in. it's a great idea you know what'd be really cool this is uh i won't even charge you for this uh, <laughs> um <laughs> uh I, but i've always thought because i've been on so many press checks like i've worked in in on the printing side especially in like labels and folding cartons and shrink sleeves and stuff oh, cool. and, and i think that especially with like sheets of paperboard mm -hmm. the make ready like the the stack of make ready that just ends up getting recycled mm -hmm. is actually this like treasure trove of unexpected yeah. random beauty mm -hmm. that you could grab some of those sheets even when when you know the the printer is running these things up and you, cause you get all the weird hues and the, you know, the plates are kind of off a little bit. And I think something like that could actually be some pretty cool art. So. I totally agree. Like there's, there's beauty in mistakes and this, if you're, yeah, like once you're folding in like this four color work, like any registration that's off can actually be like kind of impressive. And you're like, Ooh, maybe we go for more of like a haunted house strobe light theme next year it can really, really unlock some interesting thought. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Velia, do you have any other questions or should we? Uh, yeah, should I've got I've got one question. So okay. for for a brand that's out there, that's not as big as Chobani. Um, right. Somebody that's listening, that's trying to apply some of what they're hearing here into their own brand. How does a brand like Chobani touch so many different people, right? In terms of your your package design, one, you've got the more serious, more adult level product. And then you've got this that's 
so much more fun, but the tone of voice doesn't get lost when you're trying to reach all these different people. I see a lot of people out there doing it and it doesn't work out really well, but with Giovanni, you're like, yeah, this is, it's still fun as an adult. So how can somebody apply this to their brand um, through packaging? That's a good question. It, I guess the way that I organize all of these platforms in my mind, because I'm the creative director of the the packaging. So we have all of the, you know, all the different platforms and they do reach all of these different people and different consumers, which is very important from a business project, like perspective. We want to make sure that the, the people who are purchasing the high protein complete drink, you know, they're going to be working out. They're going to be, you know, health conscious. They're reading labels. We want to make sure we're speaking to them appropriately. Um, but because Chobani is a house of products and not necessarily a house of brands, we are able to ladder everything up to, you know, our brand ethos and like our purpose. There's a reason why we make all of this food. It comes from the same heartbeat, you know, so we try to infuse that through everything that we do. And I'd like to think that that's where the trust comes in. So if you trust your smaller cup of yogurt, that it's going to be delicious and good for you. But all of a sudden, maybe you have, um, you know, dietary restrictions at a certain point in your life and you need to switch to zero sugar. You already trust us to make that leap or you can recommend that to um, your friend who is, you know, needing something like that in their life. Um, but, yeah, I'd say that we're very targeted with, you know, how we, how we speak to different consumers because everyone is different. Everyone needs something different. Um, but the purpose behind everything that we do is the same. So the trust, I would imagine it comes through in that way. I've always said, I've always said that packaging, packaging does a great job of conveying trust. So one time I, I saw there was a wine bottle at my mother-in-law's house and the label had been taken off and she's like, I don't want to open this. And I said, why? She's like, Cause I don't know what it is. Right. And, and I'm like this one little label that somebody had removed at some point I mean, obviously she could open it and pour it and then taste it, but to her, there's some like, imagine if this didn't have this, this lidding film on it and it was just blank and somebody handed this to your kid uh, and, you know, at their house and you're like, I, what are you eating? It's like, I don't know. I mean, there is a big part of trust. I think that packaging in, inherently conveys, um, you know, from beyond, I mean, obviously the brand has to have its own integrity and trust there, mm -hmm. um, but packaging inherently has to be trustworthy right there's barrier properties there's little there's little uh die cuts out of the bottom to make sure that it's showing up you know uh yeah. without the condensation so yeah um, i think that's cool that's a great point um well lauren this has been incredible we're uh we're at 30 30 plus minutes which is amazing um feel like we could probably talk for another 30 um, but I want to encourage everybody to go out. This, this, uh, limited edition packaging is out there today. Uh, you got what you say, four, four flavors, right? Key lime crumble. Seven. You said seven. Okay. Seven. You said seven. Okay. So a coven of seven. Yeah. Coven of seven. Perfect. Well, I have, I have two sevenths, which is approximately less than 50%. Mm -hmm. Um, work to do <laughs> that, I, that I currently have. Um, so I need to go, I need to go collect them all. Um, it's available nationwide, I'm sure. So everyone go out, uh, get them, introduce your children to them, but also they're delicious for adults as I can just now attest. I can't even attest for my kids. They may never know. <laughs> they may not know how delicious these are. These are perfect to hand out for Halloween also. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> 
It was really okay. Don't don't hand these out for Halloween. I was just kidding. Thanks for joining Avelio and, and asking the design questions that I had no idea about. And uh, everyone go check out Packaging Unboxed as well. That's uh, a tremendous, tremendous podcast. And while you're at it, just give us a five-star uh, rating and, and drop a review. If you made it to this point, then we're super excited that you did. And uh, you may as well go do go do the easy thing and help us out. So uh, Lauren, uh, appreciate it. Uh, your whole team for putting this together. This is super fun. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Lauren. It was great to meet you. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.